Moncrief with Energlaze on News Talk. Now, a study in the UK has found that the Labrador is no longer the favourite dog. It's been overtaken by the cockapoo, a mixture of a cocker spaniel and a poodle. So when you mix two breeds with two different personalities, what do you get? The dog behaviourist Susie Walsh joins us now. Afternoon, Susie. Good afternoon. Thanks for having me. Uh, what's the difference between, say, mixing two breeds like that and then a straightforward mongrel? No, no difference. Technically speaking, uh-huh. I suppose it's it's. Well, I suppose it's more, perhaps a little bit more thought out process. You would have a kind of an indication of what size the dog is going to be, and maybe a little bit of what it's, the dog is going to look like yes. overall. But but no, ultimately, no. Years ago, obviously, when we were growing up, our a cockapoo wouldn't have been called a cockapoo. A cockapoo would have been just called a muff or a mongrel or a mix. Or, <laughs> right, okay. You know, uh, and this is uh, the idea of a hypoallergenic dog. Is that a real thing? No, that's actually, in fact, a myth. So you do get breeds that shed more than others, absolutely. But actually, in fact, uh, people are actually allergic to the dander that is on uh, on that a dog produces, which is the skin flakes that they, they that they lose. And actually, in fact, that happens with every single dog. Now, dogs that shed less obviously produce less dander, but there's no such thing as a hyperallergenic dog. It's a kind of a catchphrase that breeders or people have used over the years, mainly to, as a way to sell dogs, really. Ah, right, okay. And so the cockapoo is obviously popular because cockapoos are kind of cute looking. Um, yeah, they're very cute. Uh, and, but we have talked, I mean, certain kind of, uh, of these specifically bred dogs can have terrible physical problems, difficulty breathing, that kind of thing. Are cockapoos relatively healthy? Well, not necessarily, unfortunately. Uh, mixing two breeds of dogs doesn't that necessarily make a healthier dog. It depends on what the parents are. So I would see a huge amount of cockapoos who have knee problems, um, hip problems, you know, skin allergies, digestive problems, all of those kind of things that any other pedigree breed of dog can have, only that now you can you can do genetic testing and testing and uh, be more thorough when you're breeding dogs. But people who breed, generally breed cockapoos, don't do that because they don't have to. Right. You know, okay. um, yeah. And cocker so, spaniels and poodles, kind of personality-wise, where, where would they be on that spectrum? So, yeah, this is where a lot of your a lot of your listeners are probably going to hate me. Generally speaking, the cockapoo is not... Now, there's obviously lovely cockapoos out there, and I love working with them. They're very bright, and they're a lot of fun. But there's unfortunately, they're not a great mix. So the cocker spaniel themselves, and I know there's going to be somebody listening who has a beautiful cocker spaniel, there's a wonderful temperament beside them. But as a rule, as a generalization, they would be quite high on the bite rate. So when it comes oh. to dogs, if you Google cocker spaniel and the word aggressive, you'll come up that they're very popular pets, which does skew the statistics, absolutely. But they're quite much generally quicker to bite than maybe another breed of dog. Um, and then the poodle is a very intelligent, highly strong, energetic dog. So that mixed together sometimes makes a little bit of a perfect storm and they can be quite a tough dog to have from a behaviour point of view. And also from a coat maintenance point of view, a thick cocker coat mixed with a curly coat makes for a very, very high maintenance dog in terms of exercise levels, intelligence levels, and also um, looking after from a coat maintenance point of view. Right, They're, okay. they're a tough dog. They're not a particularly easy dog. Yeah. Uh, like in our house, we have uh, the dog. Now, we got her from the DSPCA. We didn't ask for it, but she's a mixture of a Dachshund <laughs> and a Terrier, uh, both of which yeah. we found out afterwards are extremely barky dogs. They're yeah. racket out of the, Like she just barks morning, noon and night. Uh, like she's working on a quota. Uh, yeah, <laughs> so when you mix two breeds of dogs, you might get like that. You've got you've got a dog who's mixed with 
uh, two breeds of dogs that are particularly barky, so you get an extra barky dog. Whereas, <laughs> yeah, yeah <laughs> sometimes. And, but, um, so but, it, it, Generally speaking, Susie, though, is it, is it always like are, are uh, you know, mixed breed dogs going to be healthier than uh, than thoroughbred dogs? Or again, is that a myth? That is a myth, actually. In fact, there's no research that suggests that that would be the case. Actually, in fact, if you breed two mixed breed dogs that both have health issues, the chances are that you're going to get more health issues. Mm. And actually, a lot of pedigree dogs, not that I'm for or against either, a lot of pedigree dogs uh, from reputable sources can be health. A lot of them are health tested and, and they would their hips and elbows and eyes would be tested before they, the parents are bred of the puppies. So, yes, you can be absolutely lucky. You can get a dog uh, that lives an incredibly long lifespan with no difficulties. But equally, you could get two parents, that both parent dogs have problems and therefore your puppies are going to have a huge amount of problems. Ah, so it's kind of if you're buying a dog, it's it's worth kind of looking into what kind of health problems, you know, and, and it's more than one breed mixed together to what kind of specific health problems those specific breeds have. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Are hips a big thing? Oh, sorry. I know I got on a bit of a hip. Yes, because we see a lot of uh, pain-related aggression issues where dogs have undiagnosed pain because dogs mask pain a lot. And as a result, they start to be snappy or reactive to things. And usually that can happen a lot when you've got a dog has hip dysplasia, which is hard to diagnose for the average dog owner or even some vets because um, it can fluctuate depending on how much exercise you do with a dog or not. So we harp on about knee problems, hip problems, elbow problems. And these are also the things that actually we can test the parents' dogs for before you breed them. So we can actually minimise the risk that the puppy is going to have a problem if the parents are health tested. Susie Walsh is a dog trainer and behaviourist. Susie, thanks a million uh, for talking to us today. Moncrief, weekdays at 2pm. With Anna Glaze on News Talk.